Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're pressing on in the book of Hebrews in the 11th chapter. This 11th chapter shows us example after example after example of living by faith. We're up to chapter, I see verse 21 right now. So here's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 21 says this. By faith, Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning on the top of his staff. Well, that's a curious little verse, isn't it? Let me read it again. By faith, Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning on the top of his staff. Now, this is a passage that we do need to go back to see what in the world this is talking about, right? See, what in the world is going on here? So in Genesis 47 is where you see uh, the immediate account right here. The chapters before deal a great deal with it, but we'll just jump in the middle of it. So Genesis chapter 47, verse 27 says this. Thus Israel settled in the land of Egypt, in the land of Goshen. Now Israel is Jacob. You have Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob's name is changed to Israel after he struggles with the angel of the Lord. Israel, the word itself means strives with God. <coughs> so it's appropriate, right? So Israel, Jacob, settled in the land of Egypt and the land of Goshen, and they gained possession in it and were fruitful and multiplied greatly. So this is after the whole incident with Joseph being restored to his brothers, finding out what happened with all that, okay? And there's famine in the land, so now Jacob and his entourage are down there with him. Verse 28, and Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years. So the days of Jacob, the years of his life, were 147 years. So apparently Jacob, Israel, was 130 years old when he went to Egypt. He lived 17 more years. And we'll see more later about him dying. Verse 29, and when the time drew near that Israel must die. Now in this passage, the name Jacob and the name Israel is going to be used interchangeably back and forth. Is there anything to be gleaned from that? Uh, perhaps. Perhaps. I don't want to get into it right now, but I, it's, it pays uh, a good dividend to give close attention to when it says Jacob, when it says Israel. Not to create something, but just to observe it. So when the day drew, uh, time drew near that Israel must die, he called his son Joseph and said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, put your hand under my thigh and promise to deal kindly and truly with me. Do not bury me in Egypt, but let me lie with my fathers. Carry me out of Egypt and bury me in their burying place. So he calls his son Joseph. He knows he's going to be dying at some point in time soon. So he calls him and says, Let me, may I ask a favor in your sight? Well, why would he be saying it that way? Remember, Joseph was over the land. He was in charge. This little phrase, put your hand under my thigh and promise, you see that all through the Old Testament. It's sort of a colloquialism type of thing. Uh, we don't know precisely what it means. We do know a couple things. We do know that it's being done in making a covenant, making a promise that is of a covenant-type promise. He actually says, put your hand under my thigh and promise to deal kindly. Uh, the thing that I sort of believe 
is that they, the men would actually go up and grab each other by the procreative organs, shall we say. Okay? So in other words, hold each other in that way. You think, why in the world would you do that? Well, when you do that, you've got somebody's attention. Okay? And you're making a promise based upon some things yet to come, seeds to come, some things like that. In our society, we find that sort of strange and nearly abhorrent. But I have a feeling that that is what was happening there, what was occurring. So what was he asking? He said, don't bury me here in Egypt. If I die, don't let my final resting place be here. I want to lie where my fathers were buried. So Joseph's response was, I will do as you have said. Verse 31 of chapter 47. And he said, swear to me. And he swore to him. Then Israel, that's Jacob, bowed himself upon the head of his bed. That's what we just read a while ago um, out of Hebrews. Remember what that passage said? Leaning on the top of his staff. He worshiped leaning on the top of his staff. Here it said that Israel bowed himself upon the head of his bed. Another way to translate that Hebrew is staff. As a matter of fact, that's how the Septuagint translated it was staff. Either way you go, what is being said is that when he... uh, made this request when his son agreed to it that Jacob, (coughs) Israel, bowed before the Lord and he worshiped the Lord. Now, let me just get us started in the next chapter, Genesis 48, because this goes to what we saw in Hebrews. After this, so after this request, okay, after this bowing down and worshiping, after this, Joseph was told, behold, your father is ill. So he's becoming progressively weaker progressively more ill. So Joseph took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Verse 2, And it was told to Jacob, Your son Joseph has come to you. Then Israel summoned his strength and sat up in bed. So here he is. He's ill. He's in bed. Joseph comes to him, and he's told, Jacob's told, Joseph's here. So he summons up his strength, does the best he can to sit up in bed. That lets us sort of know the depth of what is happening here and what's going on. Now, verse 3. And Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me and said to me, Behold, I will make you fruitful and multiply you, and I will make of you a company of peoples and will give this land to your offspring after you for an everlasting possession. So he's at his death's bed. He's weak. He has to summon up his strength to sit up. He sits up. Joseph's there. Joseph's got the two sons. We don't know quite how old they are, but there's a couple of hints we'll see in the next episode, okay? And what does Israel Jacob say to Joseph? He recounts that the Lord God had appeared to him and the Lord God had promised to him that he'd be fruitful and that he would multiply him and that a great company of people would come from him and that the land would be given to his offspring as an everlasting possession. It was a reaffirmation of the covenant given to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, now to Joseph and to his sons, as we will see the next time. Uh, I'll tell you what. Better stop right here. We will continue with the account on the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me, and I'll see you then. Goodbye.